0: Welcome back, South Jersey football fans, to the South Jersey Football Frenzy Show, presented by, as always, Glory Days Magazine, sponsored by turnsvillejeep.com, Mac, Trib. there aren't very many games left, and, and we're going to be, or I'm going to be up on the banks of uh, the Raritan, of the Raritan. <laughs> yeah, Rutgers this weekend. We have regional championships, there are five games left, these are the last five football games for this season and the last five football games until we're playing for state championships next year. So this is a good sayonara to the uh, trophy after the trophy. Yeah, sectional, regional.
1: Uh, we were talking about today. Someone said, you know, one of the coaches I was talking about, like just like other sports, I, I, I think the sectional title is important. And I, and I think the regional title will be important. But we all know that now we'll have a state title to play for. Yeah, right. I mean, it's been. I was looking. I and mean, We haven't. It's been a lot of going on in two weeks since we've been yeah. sitting,
0: sitting at this desk right here, right? There has been a lot <laughs> that's going on. I want to thank everybody for for being in here, Dwayne, Derek, Rob. Rob, it's not our finale. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday to wrap it up, and we're also going to have this Gridiron Access Player of the Year award. I believe we're going to give away next Tuesday. So next Tuesday night at seven p.m. will be the season finale. For the South Jersey Football Frenzy Show. Um, First, let me tell you who brings us here, as always. Got to give a shout-out to our guy, Sully. Uh, He's launched a venture, southjerseyimpact.com. You're going to want to be sure to check that out. It has great features about people, places, dining, entertainment, health, and wellness, all types of stuff over South Jersey. Thank you, Sully, for bringing us here at Glory Days Magazine. And check out southjerseyimpact.com. Uh, one of our presenting sponsors is also TurnersvilleJeep.com on Route 42 in Turnersville. Turnersville Jeep is proud to sponsor South Jersey High School football. They have a huge inventory of new Jeeps, Chryslers, Dodges, and Ram trucks. A large inventory of pre owned vehicles as well. Award winning five star service department. Drive a little, save a lot, TurnersvilleJeep.com located on Route 42 in Turnersville or visit TurnersvilleJeep.com. Um, yeah, we did have a lot. Okay, the last time we were here, and, and not Rod and myself, because we did recap those championships, those sectional championships, but the last time you and I were here, Mac, we were previewing those big games, and we had a number of them. We thought, you know, if we could get 7 of 10 maybe would be nice for South Jersey. I think we were guaranteed 5. We ended up with 8. Big
1: number. Big number. 8 out of, eight out of 10 teams being South Jersey Centric. I mean, it's
0: huge. We had a couple of massive wins, of course. Woodrow Wilson beating Rums and Fairhaven, one of them, and Haddonfield uh, beating Raritan. There were some upsets, and then there were some we thought it would probably happen as well, right? I mean, well, we, we
1: thought some would happen. We just didn't know they would happen. And look, we didn't have we didn't think Group Four well, Millville. I mean, right? Look, they got a their team this year. We talked about it from start to finish. They've you know, arguably, they might be the best public school in the state.
0: And we've got a lot of Millville points that have happened since the last time we were here. I <laughs> yeah. think uh, Lots here. Brooks has set a couple of records. The team is one of the top 15 scoring teams all time in South Jersey history. And that's with a, with a forfeit with, win mixed in there. With two points in one, right? Or right. whatever, whatever right. forfeit so worth. So there, there was a lot going on. And we're not going to go back through and, and recap all of it because I think a lot of our viewers here are probably well aware of of what transpired. do want to give a shout out to our non-pubs right off the bat here. Um, St. Joe hanging with RBC who ends up winning that championship right down to the nitty-gritty and the same thing for Holy Spirit against DePaul. I thought both of them really, really played well in those semifinals. And I saw St. Augustine against Bosco and Bosco ends up losing to Bergen Catholic. But St. Augustine right there really until the last uh, I don't know if it was the, the last play of the third quarter. It was right at the end of the third quarter. It's 3 nothing. deep pass. Bosco ends up tacking one on late as well as that touchdown. They win 17-0. But certainly the Hermits right there. Um, you know, their def- defensive end, Den uh, Jaquez had Northwestern's coach in his living room the other day. Uh, that just, yeah. you know, if, if that happens to one of your players, you probably had a pretty good season. And that's the case. Congratulations. Uh, to Dennis and all of our guys who are out there uh, signing and, and going away and meeting with these coaches. But yeah. the Augies, Joe's spirit, the holy triumvirate in South Jersey of the parochials, I thought they all handled themselves really well and, and competed right to the very end. Yeah, they did.
1: And, you know, with the different groupings this year, I mean, it's it's a different challenge for some of the smaller, you know, the smaller uh, non-pubs. a I mean, you you know, you put the gun to their coaches' heads, and neither none of the three are happy. They they're right. not happy until they come home with hardware. So, um, it, it is when you when you go to, it's such a different world up there. I don't mean I don't not not that the football's any better in that in the non pub. They, they just got a lot more to draw from in that you know the you know that New York metropolitan area. You know, right. we, we look at where Holy Spirit, where St. Joe's, where right. Richland is. Right. I mean population so yeah they uh they they've played well um showed well but i i I know they wanted more and and it's gonna you know their programs they're nobody feels bad for those programs they're they're gonna they're they're gonna be
0: okay right (laughs) they're always gonna be okay um but we do need to give a shout out to those guys Um, absolutely and realize that you know a lot of the ball has taken place anybody who came home with hardware on turkey day certainly our hats are off to you i know there were some results that uh fit the trend. There were some that didn't. We've got two teams that are playing uh, this weekend who lost their Turkey Day games, right? And Haddonfield to Haddon Heights and Salem to Woodstown. And then we've got Woodrow Wilson won theirs. We've got uh, Millville certainly uh, won that 150th matchup against Vineland going away. I mean, um, we've talked about this. And Winslow also fell to St. Joe on that Wednesday night. But, you know, mixed emotions about that game. You're you 're getting ready for rockers right, you
1: can't take anything away from a football game it's a football, like we, we've had prior years we've debated the Thanksgiving game yeah you know we've talked about how you you, you know where it is in, in the process I mean one of the things that one of the I guess the chips that got thrown in was like hey if we're gonna go through a, for a true state championship one of the concessions was we still ought to keep this gap for the Thanksgiving world um, you know I, I don't you know, we, we, again, another idea you kick it around. Like I, I love Lenape playing Shawnee. It, should it be a Week Eight game, right? Right. I mean, same thing. Should
0: be. Uh, should Wilson play Camden Week Eight, Week Nine? Right. And I, I don't know if that's the answer, but I certainly like that more than opening the season with your rival. Um, and I and I know some teams have done that, and I don't blame them for doing so. But I, I do like that last week as as you're going in the playoffs. I I, I agree. I like the last week. The and, intensity. Right? And I,
1: exactly It builds up because it's usually sometimes for most a lot of times for a conference championship as well. Yeah. Um. Because they're usually the rivalries rival teams typically are in the same division, and then. You know, if you want to do a week one, I like the thought of a crossover week one, right? Right. Like the, the oddball, the, the the things that the West Jersey Football League has allowed us to do. A a Millville-St. Joe's, right? So, yeah. like, like those type of games. You know, a North Jersey team coming down for the Battle of the Beach. Kingsway hosting, fill in the blank.
0: Yeah, and, and Mac, you know, we've mentioned it uh, ad nausea, right, Thru, through the season. And I think it bears watching moving forward that when you have suddenly – a pot of teams that is that are going to compete for a state championship. Now suddenly the game becomes um, it, it become not international, so to speak, but it does in New Jersey, right? So now those out-of-conference games, you might see some of these North Jersey public schools want to play South Jersey schools to get a feel for the types of wow. ball, and vice versa. And It opens up this whole thing where for years and years and years you're playing. You know, you go down the list: size, geography. You're playing the same customers. Yeah, you might get an out-of-state game. You know, we've seen that too. Sure. But I think it opens up the uh, the boundaries, so to speak, to where maybe these games aren't just in the playoffs. Maybe there's some road trips early in the season that that offer a little bit of a glimpse into what you could see down the road.
1: Some schools will do it. Some schools, you know, it depends what uh, right. You know, what they're what the. Well, plans there's are.
0: limitations too. I mean, you look at at. You know the, um, the Lenape Regional School District, right? They traditionally don't start as early as some schools are now. Right. They, yes, correct. There's a little, little couple. Yeah, it's couple just days. different. Yeah. You know, there's different policies, there's different trends that people do, and and that is what it is. So we'll see how that plays out. Another thing that will be worth watching. Well, that, and look. as topic for another day another
1: maybe another year another year (laughs) but is is the opening day you know i know and nowadays right if i'm playing now before i kind of knew what so and so was doing down the street right i mean there's there was a window of like what we could start when we could start how we could start but if i eventually know that maybe i might be in the in the state semifinal state final you know what what's uh What's, our, what's West what's East right. Orange doing, or New right, Brunswick, right. or Phil, you know, whatever? What, what ta- when, what's their district? Because even though there's state rules, you know, it's kind of like the right. There's federal rules, but yeah. then the, each the, the, there's state rules, and then each district <laughs> comes in and says, "Well, you know, the state says that, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna do we're, this. We're gonna do this. Right? And the states aren't going to be more open to let. I mean, the, the schools districts don't allow them to do more. It's typically like, hold on, the state said Monday. We're not going to let you start until Thursday.
0: So, I mean. And that's a consideration. Uh, We know the beginning of the season for next year will be the Battle of the Beach, the same it was this year. We know no games are going to happen any earlier than them. I mean, they want to get in and start this thing. They announced today Red Bank Catholic and Archbishop Wood are going to play in a big-time game down there that doesn't feature a South Jersey team, but another showcase matchup. For that weekend at Ocean City, that the West Jersey Football Coaches Association has put together, and that was really a boon for us uh, this past season. And I think moving forward, it's going to get bigger and bigger, and there's and there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of interested parties that already are to get into that thing. So certainly, that's where we're going to kick off. It was a little bit, um, it's it's a little bit more dry here than it was there, but you know, when you think back, now every time you start talking about weather again, Trip. Yeah, I know, but come on, I know Mac, but look when you start thinking about the heat i I said uh when we were at that saint joe game when the steam was coming off the track and the turf as it as it rained i thought even though this is pretty close to miserable um i just want to feel this picture this temperature for when it's december and november and we're out covering these games and uh we're talking about how cold it's going to be so it is going to probably be a little bit chilly this weekend. I don't think it's going to be as frigid as maybe we had thought before. No, not no. It's uh, it's good. I hate the football weather, right? I mean, you know,
1: we've been part of some some cold Saturdays and Sundays in, in years past
0: in December's, and so this will be this will be nice. It's going to be nice, and it's going to start at 10 a.m. on Saturday. We're going to go ahead and preview all the South Jersey games. There are going to be seven games at SHI Stadium at. Rutgers University this weekend, the final games of the season. Um, regional championships. So first Mac, 10 a.m. Saturday, we have Haddonfield at 9 and 3, facing Point Pleasant Borough at 10 and 1. Uh, the Haddons, look, loss to Haddon Heights, but prior to that game, they've been on a roll. they won seven in a row. They've Carson Wolf at quarterback, Bobby Hahn at running back, a, a Klaus on defense, defensive coordinator Mike Miller does a great job. Point Pleasant Borough now triple option attack out of the Shore. They beat Willingboro, thirty-two to eight, in the sectional final. And um, look, they, you know, they look they ha- only lost once, and I believe it was it was to a much bigger school in the Shore Conference. So we,
1: we said it a couple weeks ago, right? We sat here, we said Haddonfield under the radar, you know, eight wins, nine wins. Now all of a sudden, they're not so much under the radar anymore. You know, Carson Wolf, who comes in last year, saving the day against West Effort, right? Um, as last year, mainly a running quarterback. And we've alluded to this, too, right? And now, you know, this kid just, what, 13, 14 touchdown passes against uh, two, three interceptions? I mean, um, you, you know, like I said, having an athlete back there who who's who can, can run the offense, throw the football, you know, that, that combination, um, we talked about Delano last week saying, hey – or two weeks ago, taking my guys, but you know, he always seems to you know get a guy too. Having a guy, yeah. having a guy like Carson Wolf to come right. in there, a leader first, right? A, a leader, an athlete, multi-sport kid who says, you know what? I'm, and and then taking the reins and saying, I'm going to make myself a better quarterback in the off season. And here's what he does, and 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 now we'll, we'll, here's the show for it too, leading the squad.
0: Yeah, and to look at this season, and and you know, I don't want to say you assume Haddonfield's is going to be there because. You know, that's not fair to the kids at Haddonfield. It's not fair to the other teams around. But you do know that it's going to be tough to find a team better coached than Haddonfield. And you look at that staff and what they put together over the years. You talk to their peers, and everybody knows they are uh, among the best of the best. The record speaks for itself. What, what intrigues me about this game is Point Pleasant Borough really has been rolling. But when I think about and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game, right? They have a great team. But at the same point, I think about Haddonfield having two weeks to prepare for a triple option offense. And I think about the way that they were able to win that sectional final um, against a pretty yep. potent triple option offense as well. I mean, look. At I, just think, <laughs> I just think if you're a one, two, three trick pony, you're going to have to really be able to do those tricks better than anybody else in the world to be able to beat Haddonfield. That's, like, that's my it's, take. It's, Rod, it's 2021. Face, you know, and and I, well, I would
1: tease Frank if you was standing right here. Like everybody's like, oh man, I got to play a triple option team. So what he's got to do? He he in the final he's got a triple option team, but in the semi or the the sectional final he's got a triple option right. team.
0: So now, usually when so you're really pre- you prepare for it for three weeks. Come, right?
1: Well, well, usually now when you play triple option, you if you're only going to play one time a, a year, you're going to put in a couple. Hey, we're going to crash the quarterback on this. We're going to feather this. We're going to play a little bit of three four, a little bit of four three. Res- you know. Everybody puts in the option responsibilities in the offseason, right? Hey, you got quarterback, you got pitch. And you always remind everybody, hey, you got quarterback, you got pitch. Everybody's got some sort of speed option in their right. offense, right? right. So mm-hmm. you got quarterback, you got pitch. Right. Well, now you run true triple, you know, you, you got to take care of business in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Someone's got quarterback, someone's got pitch. Now, Coach, to your point, Coach Mo, now they can decide, all right, we can throw a couple wrinkles here. Right. Who's got quarterback? Who's got pitch? Because when you're playing different Triple t- triple teams, you know, like, like everybody ran in the in the 80s, right? There were right. different ways that teams, you know... Would defend you, it. Would defend, yeah. yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, you know, when you only have a little time in one team, you keep it simple and you, you you only do one scheme, and then that triple option team knows, okay, this is what they're doing. Right. And then that doesn't mean they're going to beat it, which means, okay, we know they're going to crash here, they're going to do this, they're going to feather this, or whatever. Now... A little more time. It's to your point. A little, two more weeks, and you know,
0: having to play a triple. And, yeah. You know, and and the way that Haddonfield has been, um, you know, prepared all these years, right? And you look at how they were able to defend the wing T. Everything for Haddonfield defensively comes back to read your keys, gap discipline, gap sound, and and that's day one stuff for for a lot of places. But Haddonfield, I mean. They really – it's rare they're out of position or they're not in the right spot. So, you know, I, I think it will be an interesting game. Again, Shore conference, West Jersey Football League, um, two teams that traditionally would not see each other or even hear of each other back in the old days. So right. we'll see what happens. Should
1: be a fun one. And uh, will, they're looking to get the trucks going again, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, no question about it. They, uh, they know – Lefty picks up the phone. And he knows how to uh, get another parade back, back down Haddon Ave. Um, Kings, Kings Highway. Kings Highway. Apologize. Uh, <laughs> you're
1: well, going to offend a lot of fun. Going, the, going to the wrong place.
0: Apologize, guys. We've been off two weeks. So a little bit rusty. Um, we're going to preview all these games in the order that they're going to happen. So we've got Haddon Field, Point Pleasant Borough, 10 a.m. on Saturday at SHI Stadium at Rutgers. The next game is going to be 1 p.m. And that would be Kingsway against Hillsborough. We're going to talk about that game. The rest of the games on Saturday. Right after this, we're going to take a quick break. So hang with us and share it out. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks, to Glory Days Magazine's South Jersey Football Frenzy Show. I want to thank one of our sponsors, SRA Home Products, for their help this season. Let me tell you about my friends over at SRA Home Products. SRA has been building sunrooms, pergolas, and patio covers for over 25 years. They built more than 9,000 projects in the Delaware Valley. I've had the opportunity to be around owner Mike Fodi, and I have nothing but the best things to say about Mike and his crew. SRA is a gold-accredited member of the Better Business Bureau under the elite provider status with Home Advisor, and they've racked up a ton of Best of South Jersey awards in the past. They contribute to multiple sport associations and are huge supporters of Williamstown football. Find them online, srahomeproducts.com. The show is also brought to you in part by one of our presenting sponsors, Mall Chevrolet. Mall Chevrolet on Haddonfield Road, Mall Chevy's South Jersey's largest Chevy dealer and has been a big part in helping our community grow. They're proud to sponsor South Jersey High School football. Mall Chevy's our area's go-to dealership with the largest selection of brand-new Chevys and a large inventory of pre-owned vehicles, plus an award-winning five-star service department. They're located on Haddonfield Road across from the Cherry Hill Mall, or visit them at mallchevy.com. All right, Mac, there's a Group 5 Regional Championship. Kingsway, I saw them uh, a couple weeks ago as they beat Lenape in the semifinals in that bracket. And then I saw them on uh, Turkey Day Eve when they beat Clearview in that game. I believe it was 24-6. to um, This is a Kingsway team that's gotten better and better. and They're young. they got 19 starters back next season. You hate to put anything in ink on that. You never know, but... That's what it looks like right now. So to get that sectional championship was a big deal. Where they are now, they're facing Hillsborough, who's 12-0, and they've only played one game that was within single digits. That was in September 10th. They beat always tough Phillipsburg in overtime, 21-14. to In the playoffs, their total score is 174-28, uh, and they beat North Brunswick in the central final, 35-8, to after North Brunswick had pretty much... Um, you know taking care of Cherokee in the semis. So yeah, of course. you look at this and you're and Kingsway has its work cut out for him, right? So Mac, put me in a position where you're going up there with your slingshot, and you're, and you're you know, 19 restur- returning starters for next season. You got your sectional title there, and you're Henny, and you don't have to do the accent for everybody. But go- golly, I man. could probably do it a little bit better <laughs> than you, yeah, but yeah, no, no doubt. But Deford, Virginia, very similar accents,
1: <laughs> scary.
0: Yeah, go- golly, Mac. <laughs> now, now go ahead, Mac, and tell us real quick what <sighs> I don't know. What you would do if you were the Dragons this weekend?
1: Well. This this is what we would call a house money game, Correct. right? I mean, look, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> this is house money. You got your sectional title, right? Um, and I'm not saying they just want to be done with the season because they don't. This is I would think Kingsway's practice is loosey goosey. Um, we're excited we get a chance to play football again, another game. Right? Um, there's but they know what Hillsborough is. Twelve and zero. Some you know you're gonna probably. Some people would say it might be a a 17-point, right? Possibly, 14, 17,
0: objectively. When you look at what they have done, I I think it's it's comparable, yeah.
1: Right, but that doesn't factor in. It's high school football. It's emotion. You're playing loose. Um, I think there's going to have to be some of those mojo plays, right? Right. The old, the knot, the block punt. Right. The onside kick recovery. The big, you know, and they, they don't need a lot of them. Look, you the longer this thing goes and become it continues to be that one score game um, you know that benefits
0: that benefits kingsway and hillsboro is a team i mean we've seen teams in the past that are very powerful and you wonder how their style of play would translate right in a in a day like that and you're in a neutral site and like you said the nerves of jer look hillsboro's going to run they run straight downhill now they could throw it too they got they got players all across the board but um, well, They're that, a team that their their style and the experience that they have and uh, it travels everywhere, right? Well, They're a very very formidable foe.
1: Their style never goes out of style. Correct,
0: correct. <laughs> there's, there's, their not sti- to not to. I don't want to I don't want to bring this up because I don't want to hurt Rod's feelings. But it's like Michigan the other day. That style didn't go out of style. They ran it. They kept running it and <laughs> and and kept and Rod easy easy
2: kept, kept running it. <laughs> Kept I mean, running
0: it, but but Rod's point is that's what Ohio State should be doing. So right. you know that's what Hillsborough does. It's it's successful, um, especially when you got dudes like they have well, we'll, up front and running the ball. We'll
1: talk about it at a late another game that we both were at. That that you know at this time of the year, you know you need to if you can you should. Yes. If you can you should. I hate using right. the should could would word, but if you can you should. Right. Now if you can't you might have to do some other things. Correct. Um, now, on defense, you know, Henny and Coach Miller, Kevin, they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to line up. Mm-hmm. They're going to have, you know, they're going to have B-gap sound. They're, they're not going to do anything funky, but they're going to be trying to figure out that extra way to get that other guy in the box, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody's better at, at than Henny of getting... You're you know, manipulating that four-two-five and getting you know, that safety down or the bandit down or a combination of both and playing some sort of cheap man and trying to just get it, you know, another guy, mm-hmm. you know, there. Um, but then, you know, Hillsborough's got some dudes up front. And not that Kingsway doesn't. Right. Um, and Kingsway's going, hey, look, they're, they're going to swing for 48. And, I, and that's, that would be the message with, if I'm Coach Hendricks, right? Like, look, guys, you know. He might literally pull out the book and read the passage, right? You know, because David with the rock, that, he's gonna. That's gonna be. That's all
0: week with him, and uh, I'd love to see him do it. You know, and uh, well, all South Jersey's behind him, certainly. And again, I, I don't think you can. The result notwithstanding, and whatever happens, you know, if Kingsway pulls the upset, nobody's gonna be happier about it than us, other than Kingsway, people at Swedesboro, but. When you look at a team being able to achieve something and to set a standard for next season where there will be a state championship, and next season you can say, look, guys, not only do we expect to win South Jersey because we did it last year, but we're probably not playing a team better than Hillsborough last year, and we expect to take that next step and bring that first state championship back. And, um, you know, not – not every team gets to this stage and has that luxury because of how uh, truly the parity works year in, year out. You, I mean, you lose a couple key seniors, your team could be in last place next season. I mean, look at a team like Cedar Creek, how quickly those fortunes reversed. But to have a core coming back, that is a big part of it. Oh, that.
1: Yeah, we I mean, I, I've we experienced this firsthand, you know, having... You know, we always say, especially in the group fours and fives, when you, you, you need to be able to stack classes, right? You, if you can get two good classes next to each other, they don't have to be great. I mean, they'd be nice, it's nice to have a couple great players in each class, obviously, but, you know, just having the numbers and the bodies, um, I mean, we were blessed. Yeah, we've brought this up. I mean, I, I think in 16, we, you know, we, we had six formidable, formidable defense linemen. Six, seven legit D linemen and we're playing a four-man front. I mean, in high school, that's, you know, so... And then having three or four of them back for the 17-year. Right? Right. So that that type of thing, um, you know, again, I don't think Kingsway... You, there, there are seniors on that football field at Kingsway that don't really care about next year. I mean, this is it, man. And those juniors, like I said, they'll be a loosey-goosey in a good way, I would think. Um, and, you know, Hillsborough's expected to win. There's a lot that comes with that. And this is not... You know, you don't just, uh, this is high school. Things happen.
0: Yeah, so that game's at one o'clock, and golly, Mark Hendricks, we hope you guys come away with the win. Uh, we got a game at four o'clock that's an out of area game, and I believe it is Irvington. Let me just double check here. Yeah, Irvington's 10 and 2. This is the North Group Four Regional Championship. Irvington at 10 and 2 against Northern Highlands, who's 12 and 0. They beat Ramapo in that emotional game last weekend. I know many of you watched it while you were at home in your turkey comas or the, or the day after your turkey comas. Unbelievable game, too. I mean, Yeah, it yeah. really was a tremendous game. And Northern Highlands, uh, look, I've been hearing our guy Dwayne from Union talking about their quarterback all season, how good he is. Uh, he certainly proved it. They've got Irvington at 4 p.m. So, you know, if you're up there for the day, the South Jersey folks, you can relax and not have to break any sweat on that one. Just to see what happens and, and get, get really ready for one of the games of uh, the year, right? We've got a rematch at 7 p.m. for that Group 3 South Central Regional Championship. We've got the Cedar Creek Pirates. I just want to make sure I get this right. Cedar Creek Pirates at 12-0. Uh, some people think they might be the best public school in South Jersey, and, and if they are, maybe the best in the state. You got Woodrow Wilson at 9-2 in the same division. They've already played it already. They played September 25th at Cedar Creek. The score was 21-8. The Pirates took that one. Jaquan Howard had two short touchdown runs. Elijah Small with a 14-yard touchdown catch. Really, the key in this game was turnovers. Creek didn't turn it over at all. Wilson turned it over three times. Some short fields. Yardage was 252-240 to total in advantage of Creek. Zaire Pilgrim came up big. Good. That's a good name for Thanksgiving week, Pilgrim, um, or for John Wayne. Had an interception and a fumble recovery, right? right? Woodrow Wilson now, look, they're on all cylinders. They went and beat Rums and Fairhaven, and, you know, they beat them, they beat them pretty good. Beat them up. Um, beat em up. A, a team that hadn't given up a first down, uh, we heard that a couple times about those first two games, and I don't think many people gave – Gave the old Tigers uh, much of a snowball's chance in Hades. We did, of course. They went up took care of business, beat Rumson Fairhaven. So now... At Rumson. At Rumson. And they are excited to get a shot at Creek. And I saw them on Turkey Day, Mac. They played the starters throughout. They beat Camden. Thought they looked pretty good. Thought they looked pretty hungry.
1: Well, look, that's a... We're not going to dwell too much on the Thanksgiving game, Wilson-Camden. But that's, it's hard not to play the starters in that game. I mean, you 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 get a, right. you got people storming the coach's office yeah. saying, uh-uh, we're, we're playing this week, right? They'd play in a parking lot, right, right. that game. So, um, it,
0: look, this one, neutral site, um, rematch. Neutral site, however, I do want to point this out. Cedar Creek has played there this year. They beat Willingboro there. They rumbled the Raider, right? There's a second week. Yeah. First week, they... Oh. So they have played there. Yeah, it ain't their locker rooms though. Right. <laughs> they're, right. They're, they might be warming up. They're warming up in a bubble.
1: So you know. So right. listen, neutral site, um, and all, and, and the rematch we've always talked about playing, playing two teams closely matched when they play again. Okay. Happened with you. Y- yes. That ring right there. Yes. And you know, look, we always say we we we, we wish we had it all over again. We want to beat RV in the regular season as well. But at the end of the day. I, t- I, I would take the second over the first if you got to give one up but I, saying all that plus three Creek was plus three in turnovers I mean th- right. I mean that it, to me is you know that's the thing that just jumps out off the off the page
0: the amount of talent across the board in this game and and there's another game like this the next day we're gonna get to it But the amount of talent across the board, um, you know, in that Camden game, and I know we don't want to talk too much about about the Turkey Day, but in that Camden game, Wilson came away with five interceptions. Uh, Paul Medley had two of them, and this is a guy who really didn't start most of the season, and he comes on and he plays hero. Uh, And Julius Dominguez, I believe it is, he had a couple more. So these are guys that, you know, they'd start pretty much anywhere in South Jersey. They come off the bench or, or whatever, and, and they show up against Camden High, and you're like, wow, right. now, now, JoJo right. Bermudez does not play for Camden High. I want everybody to know that. <laughs> he does not. Dwayne Savage probably wish he did. but Or Howard. Right. <laughs> um, but, and Elijah Small also, very, very good. But you have guys everywhere in every position where usually you go to a high school game and you say, that guy's a dude. That guy's a dude. And if we can slow these two or three guys down, we got a shot. For Cedar Creek and Woodrow Wilson. It's like dudes with – There's teams. just dudes. I mean, you don't just slow down one. Lot, then there's another lot, guy. Lot of you rob Peter and Paul taking money too. I mean – A lot of use in there. A lot of dudes
1: everywhere. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, both teams. Yeah. Uh, um, and then it goes back to a little bit what happens up front. Yes. Can, can, can they protect? Right. Can they stop? Well, uh, Who's patient enough to run the ball a little bit? Um, you know, this is, I don't think this is good. This ain't going to be a 42-35 deal.
0: No, but it, here's, a, here's an interesting point, right? James Melody, offensive background. Right? I haven't said punt the whole show. You haven't, you haven't yet. <laughs> offensive background, right? Coach Bather of Woodrow Wilson, defensive background. But the neat part about both these guys, neither of them are from South Jersey, right? Coach Bathers from Tennessee. Yep. And Coach Melody's from Union. So, here they are in charge of two of the best teams in South Jersey. One thing about that game when they
2: played earlier in the season, I believe you said, what what date was that? September 25th. All right. So, it's early. I know Wilson had a lot of kids that weren't fully back. And they weren't the Wilson that we see now. Right. So this is going to be probably the most interesting game. I'm not going to say the best game, but it's probably going to be the most interesting game because of that fact of, Mm -hmm. you know, people are going to look to the first game when they played and not really think about that. But it's a matchup on that line. Like coach said, it's going to be, I'm going to tell you the numbers. I want to get them right. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to say the names. It's going to be 64 for Wilson. He's a dude, and it's going to be 81 for Cedar Creek. Yeah. He's a dude. Yeah, that's going to be the matchup for Wilson yeah. offensively. If they can win that matchup,
1: the, the thing, the, the, the question, the question is, even though Melody's a, an offensive guy, mm-hmm. you know, 81, and I agree, they're both super studs. So, but you can put 81 where you want. 64 yeah. 64 is going to break the huddle and go to the same He's spot. He's going to be on the same side. <laughs> He's going to on the same spot. So, 81, you know, you can start dancing him in different spots. I mean, we, we, not that they don't have other guys at Creek, but, like, when you can really cause problems as a D coordinator when you can take that guy and, you That's know, right. line that D end up at, in the A gap on a slant, you know, put him, yeah. put him in a one tack. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, the quickest cat on the field now playing in the A gap.
0: Right. Yeah. And Michael Estramera, Money Mike, has been one of the best defensive backs in South Jersey. You got him out there. JoJo's out there. Um, You know, you got Amari at receiver. Um, You got, you know, Chapman at linebacker for Cedar Creek. You got Demir McCrary, who has been one of the best at linebacker for Woodrow Wilson. You got Oglesby and Howard in the backfield. You got Cardman and Landesini, record setting quarterbacks. And it all should just make for really a really, really, really fun game. And I don't know a South Jersey football fan that is gonna watch this if they're if no, they are sitting at home look, on Saturday night. What what better game is that? And but like, we're gonna
1: talk this, this this is a game you grab you grab your guy and your quarterback, you like, look, just do just do your thing, right? Yeah. Don't do not do not do you don't gotta do too much. You just gotta do just do just do your job, everybody. Just everybody do your job. It's going to be a long game. Yeah, Um, it's not force stuff, but let's do you know, let's let's play with what we, how we got here.
0: And the other thing I like about this, I mentioned Howard and Oglesby; they're two guys a lot of guys wouldn't want to tackle. But when you look yeah. at Chapman and McCrary, those are those are a couple guys that there isn't anybody they don't want to tackle. Yeah, like this is not you know these aren't scat backs, man. Like this is going to be there's going to be some between the tackles. Oh, hard run lower. Let- pad yep. level. Yeah. Mm.
1: And and that's um I love it. And and if Ricky too, yeah. They they get that gets um that wears a D down. Yeah. Like that Zaire sh-
2: Blunt as well. It's a great mix of thunder and lightning. And it's a great mix of big-time players. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going you like you guys are talking about you guys are talking about dudes that are playing on the field both sides of the ball and then you have guys that break records. Yep. On the receiving end, right. so it's going to be very interesting to see how. I, I
0: can't wait. That's all I can say. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, now. definitely, definitely a fun one. Saturday night. Oh, uh,
0: Saturday night. We can't wait for that. Cedar Creek twelve and zero. Woodrow Wilson nine and two. Same division. Another team in their division is going to play in a nightcap on Sunday. We're going to touch on that <laughs> here in a minute. Um, we got Chuck Langerman's trivia question. Sit tight. We're going to talk about that. We're going to put it out there. We got a bunch of facts that Chuck has sent in. He is the best. Um, And then we got two more games to preview. And then we're going to see you next Tuesday. So hang tight. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the South Jersey Football Frenzy Show, presented by Glory Days Magazine and sponsored by Cherry Hill Mitsubishi and Cherry Hill Kia. If you want to talk about top notch selection and service that's the best around, take your car to either one of these dealerships. You will not be disappointed. And while you're there, you could talk some ball too. They love South Jersey football over Cherry Hill Kia and Cherry Hill Mitsubishi. Get over there, take a look around. They hooked me up with my car. Can't be more appreciative of those folks. And I know they love South Jersey ball. Um, Mac, Chuck Langman's trivia question. As always, Chuck, thank you so much for the help. Here's a question, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Name the former Philadelphia Eagles All Pro Tackle who was the head coach at Riverside High in Burlington County while he was still playing for the Eagles. Playing. You imagine this one might go back a little bit. Um, You guys, give us your answers. We'll read off the winner, whoever gets it first. A couple stats here from Chuck. Let's start in Group 1. Junior Scott Lynch of Audubon, the quarterback, is the eighth quarterback this season to throw for more than 2,000 yards. 8 quarterbacks in one season is a South Jersey record. Passing game is alive and well in South Jersey and Lynch threw for 2002 and 25 touchdowns for the Green Wave this season. Last season he threw for 2576 yards and 31 touchdowns as a sophomore at Northside Christian High in St. Petersburg, Florida. I believe Mike Allstadt is uh, the he- head coach there. And he threw for that much there yeah. <laughs> with my, with Allstadt. Exactly. Scott Lynch Excellent player. I was happy to see him this year uh, as they beat Haddon Heights earlier in the season. Stick with quarterbacks. With 2,714 yards this season, Chuck lets us know. Woodrow Wilson quarterback Devin Cargman needs two eighty six against Cedar Creek to become the first quarterback in state history to throw for 3,000 in two different seasons. In 2019, he threw for 3,757 yards. Devin Leary who led that epic comeback for uh, NC State against North Carolina last week. Congratulations, Devin. He threw for 105 touchdowns in his high school career, and his brother Donovan threw for 55. That's a combined total of 160. Nick Kargman threw for 86 touchdowns in his career. Good to see you, Nick, at the game on Thursday. And his younger brother, Devin, has thrown for 74. That equals 160. So the Kargman's they can, break can top it. the Learys they, with one... One touchdown pass. One touchdown pass there. Um, also from Chuck, 20 years ago in 2001, Kingsway upset Hamilton, 16-14, to 14, to win the South Jersey Group 2 Championship. It was their first ever sectional title. 20 years would go by before they beat Toms River North this year for their second. In that Hamilton game, running back Dorian Bryant scored the game-winning two-point conversion. Bryant would go on to be all Big Ten re- wide receiver at Purdue, where he still holds the all-purpose yards record.
1: How could it be an upset with Dorian Bryant in the backfield, Chuck? I'd, ha- I'd have to. <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> He's was... Seeding, I guess. Yeah, well, by seed, but Got... Dorian <laughs> Bryant... <laughs> Bryant was pretty... We do need the pr- trivia answer, guys. By the way, for whatever it's worth, my computer's going to die, so we're, we're just going to do this straight off there. We're just going to do this straight off there, but we do need an answer. It's up there? Okay, great. Rod, do you know the answer? No, I didn't. I uh,
2: didn't even really get a chance to uh, (laughs) see what the question was this week.
0: We're not going to know who got it because. (laughs) You can text me.
2: Text me the answer and I'll I'll look.
0: This is like a secret ballot. Oh. Huh. I got it. You got it? No, I mean. All right. This is the wonders of technology, Rod. So you got more stats from Chuck Langerman coming up. I mean, I know now who got it. Who who's the guy? I'm looking at it. I mean,
2: to be a a a, a coach slash player, right? Can you, can at you, the same time,
0: can you imagine who would you want to coach day Right. Who on now? the Eagles would you want to coach a high school team? Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts,
1: Jalen Rager, Jason Kelsey, yeah, <laughs> Kelsey. Kelsey or Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then, and then quit his
0: day job. Quit the other... Get, right. Get that guy off the field, man. Right. Up, bingo, boy. he's got to go. Jackpot, <laughs> yes. Anyway, we're... all right. Also, per Chuck Langman, six thousand three hundred twenty-three passing yards. Shawnee's Matt Wellsey's only the ninth quarterback in South Jersey history to throw for more than six thousand yards, and he's the first ever in Burlington County history to do it. Yes, crazy
1: considering yet you know, the guys at Burlington Township, guys at Holy Cross. Maddie, what a
0: career, right? With 1,526 receiving yards this season, JoJo Bermudez needs 94 against Woodrow Wilson to break the single-season South Jersey record, held by Willing Burroughs, Chris Long, who had 1,619 yards in 2019. With 17 touchdowns for 102 points, Millville ninth grader Latsia Brooks is only the third freshman to score more than one hundred. Points in South Jersey history. He also set the receiving yardage record for freshman this year. They said he was good. Yeah, it's pretty he's good. A, he's a lot better than good. He's pretty good. Uh, we mentioned this one earlier. Despite having to take a forfeit this season, Millville at 11 and one leads the state of New Jersey in scoring with exactly 495 points. With 11 games played, Millville's averaging 45 points per game. They're on the verge of becoming. I think it's the 13th, because I think there was a tie. I think it's the 13th team in South Jersey history to score 500 points in a season. Um, Among his many record-breaking accomplishments this season, Gloucester running back Steve Sharkey Burkhart is now the all-time career touchdown leader in Camden County with 64 touchdowns, breaking the record of 62, which was set in 1999 by current New Jersey Assemblyman and former Eastern High running back Adam Taufero. Holy Spirit-wide receiver Elijah Stewart finished his career with 30 touchdown receptions. That ranks fifth all-time in South Jersey. This season, he had 1,081 receiving yards, becoming the first Spartan receiver to go over 1,000 in 33 years. In 1988, Kevin Hallman, 1,018 yards on the 11-0 and South Jersey parochial A champs. Thank you, as always, Chuck, for all your help, all your stats this season. It's all been great. I don't, we don't have an answer. Let's just go ahead and... Let everybody know who it was? My computer's still working, so I'm just going to go ahead and let everybody know what it was. Answer to our trivia question, the former Eagles all-pro tackle was the head coach at Riverside High. While he still played for the Eagles was Al Wister. He was the head coach at Riverside High from 1945 to 1947 while he played for the Eagles. With Al at the helm, Riverside went 10-2 in 1946 and won the South Jersey Group 1 championship, which was decided by the NJSIA. He played his entire nine-year NFL career from 43 to 51 with the Eagles and became their captain. He was named to play in the NFL's first Pro Bowl as an Eagle. All told, he was named to the All-Pro team eight of the nine years he played in the league. And in 2009, Al was inducted into the Eagles' honor roll along with Randall Cunningham. He died March 5, 2016 in Grants Pass, Oregon at the age of 95. They could use him now. Group One Regional Championship, Mac. It's a good one too. Another goodie. Sunday morning, ten a.m. This is a lot. This is a this is a Group One time. Right, I mean, that's this is thirty minutes this, earlier than Woodbury usually starts their games.
1: This, this is right. This is right on right on cue for these guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to be. I mean, geez, at this point, they're going to be ready to go. They're already the prez, Teddy Lockhart, he already gets up probably five a.m. on game day. Right. They asked him. They said, "Yeah, we'll take the ten a.m. slot." I saw Salem beat Paulsburg in their sectional final, thirteen to twelve. Mac, look,
1: look, ten a.m. slot, little, little logistics, not a bad deal. You know why? I don't know if they still do it this way. We were the ten a.m. slot back in two thousand seven and eight, both years at Holy Cross. Um, you get you, you, warm up on the field. You don't, they don't. There's no right. bubble action. They let right. you, 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 Anyway, it's They're logistically, right it's a nicer process. thoroughly
2: Although that's a long ride from Salem up to, to yeah, Rutgers. It is. That uh. <laughs> The to make ride, it there the by truck. at least 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. It still might be dark. I don't the, the, know if
0: Montre's renting out, rentin out the fire trucks up there, I don't think they're gonna make it all They the way got the motorcycle, they got the motorcycles. Got the motorcycles. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, for the kids' sake, I, I hope all these kids get to stay up there. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah,
2: That'd be pretty cool.
0: Or s- Saturday night. This game's at 10 a.m. Salem's 10 and 2, and Woodbury's 12 and 0. Salem dropped its Turkey Day game to uh, Woodstown in a close one uh, just days after beating Paulsburg 13-12 to in the sectional final. They finally five. got that weight off their shoulders. hundred years,
1: right? Something like that? It's crazy. I was explaining that to somebody. I said, they haven't beat this team in a hundred years. Now, they had not
0: played a hundred times we talked about, but it's still a hundred years. Well, and that served as quite a bit of motivation for one of the show's favorite, one of my favorite, Jonathan Taylor. The next day, he had five touchdowns um, for the Colts. And... Uh, and said it was, it was for his guys. Now, he, he might have had five more last Sunday if they actually gave him the ball. I think the one drive they gave him the ball, he, he just went 60-some yards and so scored real quick. Maybe too quick. He definitely too quick as Tampa Bay ended up winning that one. But uh, JT, continued to do what you're doing, man, obviously. Now, it's amazing me some of these guys, right? I mean, the rules are still the same, right? At the... <laughs> They're still the same. <laughs> They're still the same. Four,
1: four, four downs to
0: get 10? Yep. Okay. And you got Jonathan Taylor. He doesn't need four no. to get ten. No. He gets a lot more with a lot less. Um, Woodbury, they rolled in their Thanksgiving Day game against G- Gateway to remain unbeaten. Both of these teams can do multiple things for Group 1 teams, right? Traditionally, you always you, know, you look back almost to those Pensgrove-Willingboro matchups at this spot where both teams were multiple. They could run it. They could throw it. The same is true here with Salem. I watched Salem earlier in the season. They were able to kind of wing that thing all around. Then, as they played Paulsboro, they narrowed things down. They were running with Ja'Kai Coates' quarterback power. You'd have loved it, Mac. And Josiah Gildersleeve right up the middle. Nate Wilson, the kicker, a big deal as well. On the other side, Woodbury, it just continues to keep going. Brian Johnson, again, can throw it. He can throw it to his brother, Jaden. He can throw it to Dom Abitelli. He's got targets, and those guys know how to get it done and he's got the prez in the backfield to run it too. So interesting game. It's not really one of those. And and, and we talked about um, Wilson Cedar Creek being similar. This is not a game where I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a style makes fights game. I think this is pretty much, let's see who the better team is. I think we're going to see stars on display, Group One football, and we're going to see balanced attacks.
1: Yeah, i look. I look back to. I mean. Undefeated is tough, right? I mean, it's a little bit – it's kind of like Creek. Creek's carrying a little bit of that burden of the undefeated. Not that anybody wants to lose. Right. But when you're – that's another – you know, what does Woodbury – you know, what do they do when they get punched? Right. You know, and they've been punched a little bit, but they obviously have punched back. So now it's – now, you know, playing Salem. Salem – now, and then how does Salem bounce back from – you know, if I'm coach, right, I'm glad that that's Paulsboro game is was two weeks ago, right? right? Like some of those having that when you have that big, that big emotional win, yeah. you know, now you're like, all right, let's, you know, okay, uh, you go through, you know, we had our Woodstown deal, and mm-hmm. now we got to go back, we got to get our stuff together, and we got to go, we got to go win another one, go win a regional championship.
0: I think this is a game where we might find an unlikely hero. Um, I always like these games, and uh, it might be somebody. I know Nate Wilson um, certainly was the hero against Paulsboro for his 31-yard kick that won it. But who's going to be Johnny on the spot when it comes time Sunday morning up at Rutgers? And I think these two teams are very evenly matched. I think it shows in the way they played those championships, right? Woodbury beat Woodstown by a couple. Salem beat Paulsboro by one. You know, Salem – Okay, it's Turkey Day. I know they're coming off that big game and they got a big one ahead. They, they lost to Woodstown, another close game. I mean, I think it's going to be very evenly matched. And I think it's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of exciting football in that 10 o'clock game. If somebody's rising and shining for anything, it should be for that.
2: Yeah, I, I think for them, it's, it's good having, like Coach said, it's good having it early. They're, yeah. they're kind of used to playing these early morning games. So they're not out of their elements. They're not playing a a, a seven p.m. game or right. anything like that. I think it's in their wheelhouse. And I, I'm for me, I'm looking for a kid like Solomon
0: yeah.
2: uh, to kind of jump out and yeah. kind of make a play. Or don't forget or Dominic Moore. or Deron Moore. Yeah, I'm looking for somebody like that for Woodbury. And and you know, on Salem, I mean, they, they got the cheat code. You know, they could yeah. get down in a in the a, a red zone team. area and kick a field goal and and. You know,
1: nice little, nice little, <laughs> nice little. Oh, by the way, you yeah. know, you get they probably have that number. They get inside the, uh, they get inside the twenty. They're thinking they're pro- they got points.
0: Salem also has a Selby and a Bundy. Exactly. Usually, you see a Bundy or a Selby mm-hmm. in a box score. Um, you know, so we'll see. If there, there, I don't think there are still box scores, but you would have I, I think it, yeah, it's exciting matchup. So Salem, that's ten a.m. on Sunday. Salem at 10-2, Woodbury at 12-0. Um, the next game that day is at 1. It's East Orange against, who are they playing? Clifton, right? Yeah, we, yeah I, I, we're not worried about that. I don't that remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I had it here, and my computer died. Is my fault. The, the,
1: the
2: fans, they're, no, they, they're okay the, with
0: The Clifton it. audience tuned out early. Seven fifteen. This is so weird. It's like it's almost like we're not even on because I can't see it. I can't see the comments. It's like. That's how I am every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get you a monitor. Earlier, Will Hickson said we need to get you an interactive whiteboard screen like Kenny the Jet Smith on the uh, NBA on TNT. Yeah. Like I get up and and somebody
2: yeah. race you to the board. Get
0: up, but you gotta wear you gotta wear the kicks like Kenny I, does too. I, I, None. I, of, I know. You, I'm not gonna tell everybody what you wearing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yo, me and Tom Brady. Come yeah, on.
0: Yeah, we definitely <laughs> need. We, we definitely need a blooper show, so, <laughs> just straight bloopers. Oh man, doesn't get any better than this. Um, except with our last segment, Rod. We're gonna preview turnsvillejeep.com game of the week. Heck, turnsvillejeep.com. I'm gonna say it right now, turnsvillejeep.com public game of the year. Year. Let's do it. We'll be right back after this. Hold tight. Welcome back to the South Jersey Football Frenzy Show. One of our presenting sponsors is turnersvillejeep.com on Route 42 in Turnersville. Turnersville Jeep is proud to sponsor South Jersey High School Football. They have a huge inventory of new Jeeps, Chryslers, Dodges, and Ram trucks, and another large inventory of pre-owned vehicles, plus an award-winning five-star service department. Drive a little, save a lot at turnersvillejeep.com. They're located on Route 42 in Turnersville, or visit turnersvillejeep.com. The turnersvillejeep.com game of the week is happening at 4 p.m. on Sunday at SHI Stadium at Rutgers University. We have the Group 4 Central-South Regional Championship. These but long before the season, even back to around this time last year, when we started talking about 2021 football, we said, you know what? In looking at this, I think maybe the best public schools might be Group 4 schools. Now, Cedar Creek, Group 3. Woodrow Wilson, Group 3, two of the best. Cedar Creek right now unbeaten. However, Millville is who we had going in the playoffs as the number two team sure. in South Jersey behind St. Augustine, and that was the highest public team. And Winslow, also, pretty darn good. They beat Wilson earlier. They lost a a one-possession game. I think it ended up being a one-possession game against Cedar Creek. Mac, you've seen them both in person because you saw them play Shawnee. Shawnee lost to Winslow in the sectional final, and Shawnee lost to Millville earlier in the season. This matchup, you were... You're you're pretty hyped up about it, these two teams, because you've seen them both, and you just can't wait to see the matchup. So, Mac, tell our viewers what is so exciting about <laughs> Millville
1: and Winslow. Besides that, they're the two <laughs> best public school teams, not not only in the state, but I mean, not South Jersey, but the state. Um, look, when you watch these teams play, I mean, I, I like watch watching from the other side, right? The de- both of them have defenses, right? right? Both of them have defenses. Both of them. All the kids on the football field are playing, are flying around, right. and they they they, they, bo- they all bring it. Um, on the flip side, athletes able to make big plays, but patient enough. I mean, my takeaway when I you know when when I left the Shawnee Winslow game, I mean, in that in in that in that sectional final, um, you know there was a time there Shawnee had cut it to a score, right, um, and then Winslow put together a 70-yard drive to seal the game mm-hmm. score make it a 34 2 score game 34 22 majority of that was running the football right Trey, Trey, Trey just yeah yeah he just took over in the playoffs he's made himself the you know the playoff back for right. them like this is this is going to be the bell cow I'm, I'm take give me the ball and you know even though they hit a key third and 20 20 something and, mm-hmm. and, and but having both teams, you know, you got the, the, you know, both having the, the, the stud running backs. Um, you know, I got to give Winslow the nod in the quarterback spot, even though Nate's been there forever, right? Right. <laughs> right. right? Um, so it's kind of you, you know, it, 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 this
0: is a this is a fun matchup. I mean, it, it's it's big time. It is big time, and you know, I I don't I don't want to. This is a game where Jacob Mitchell. Um, Cam Miller. Cam Miller picked up an offer this week, I mm-hmm. think, from BC. Congratulations. Jimmy Wilson. Lots here. Brooks picked one up from, from Syracuse, and I think another one from UCLA. And um, These are guys you're going to be watching on Saturdays, and you know we hope on Sundays, someday. Uh, to see them play on a stage like this is going to be incredible. LaQuint Allen is a heart-and-soul type player, and Trey Thorpe is a heart-and-soul type player. These guys are Guys, anybody will want as their running backs. Anybody. Yeah, nobody I wants to you, you tackle them either. Nobody wants to tackle them. No, no, you don't want to play against them, and you do anything to have them on your team. Um, not just from a standpoint of the way that they play the game, but the way that they carry themselves around their teammates. Hamas Duren's the same way, right? These guys gravitate to the energy they bring to the field. That's leadership. Right, it's not just scoring touchdowns. It's not just, you know, I saw before the game when Millville beat Ocean City, forty to three. LaQuinn Allen's, bang, you know, chanting and banging on the locker rooms. That's not what this is. I'm talking about leadership, and when he plays like the dog that he can be in those white lines, every, that's what makes OBG this year. Right, mm-hmm. is a guy like that, and he bleeds it. Thomas yeah. Smith, I know you're probably commenting right now and I know Thomas Smith's not in an agreement, OBG. Winslow has so many guys that can make that play. Talk about heart and soul players. Emerald Mitchell, we've watched him the last couple of years do everything. So you win- know, he's played with casted hands and, and casted arms and whatever. You can't get him off the field. So look, Emerald Mitchell
1: squaring up with out. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's big-time football right there, right? They're going to meet in the hole, as
0: they say, <laughs> right? It really is. It really is. And you look at the coaches. The coaches are very fond of each other. Kenny Scott's done an excellent job. Winslow, it's their first mm-hmm. sectional title. And you can't say enough about what Dennis Thomas has done at Millville. Yes. Since he's taken over, he's already won a sectional title um, in the past and, you know, continues to really be someone in South Jersey that a lot of guys, almost everybody, just fully respects and follows his lead and Dennis's. You know he's been a hallmark of success here one across of the, th- the region, of course. And one of the things, which I love saying, as
1: you know, now I'm watching. You know, when you watch Millville objectively, how um, many kids on that sideline? No,
0: yeah.
1: Group Four school, right? right. Yeah. Group Four school isn't is Group book? Not many kids. Yeah. Like, like if you you have to to be a part of that, you you have to say you have to buy in 100 mm-hmm. percent. You know, it's blood, sweat, tears. It's his way, highway. You don't want to play Millville football or OBJ. There's only 30, I think, five, six kids dressed. I was like on a film one time. I was like counting like da, 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 da You know, where some teams you see 60, 70 guys running right. out there. Especially a
0: school that size. I, nice. the school's got yeah. 1,800 kids in it, mm-hmm. if, give or take. It's... How about famous alums for this one? I'd love to see the famous alums. I'd love to see Mike Trout and Jordan Burroughs sitting in the stadium next to each other. How about that? <laughs> right? They
2: should flip you going the coin. M- MVP and Olympian.
0: Yeah, right. They're not. Yeah, you know, Trout's not doing anything either. Jordan.
1: Oh Jordan might be wrestling now. It's, it's, it's getting close. Yeah, that's circuit. Yeah, It's getting close. So, but I, what I'm saying is, you know, and, and Coach Scott, both both guys have come in and said, "Hey, this is our program, right? right. This is this is what we're doing." And I'm sure they've lost a couple kids. There, I'm sure yes. there's a kid in the hallway. At Millville, that might be talented enough to maybe to play for Millville. Talented, but not willing to do the work like these kids have done, like right. the Millville kids have done.
0: And I, and I do want to say this, you know, in terms of the way that, that these kids have been fostered, not only on the field but off the field, right? And you look at the leadership stuff I mentioned before, but even in talking to Hamas, watching him grow up the last couple of years, Bill Belton's tutelage, uh, Hackenberg's, Tutelage, of course. And also, I do want to mention this. Dennis Thomas posted this the other yesterday. Um, championships are cool, he said. But 22 out of 44 guys on the roster, on the honor roll, is great. And it is. Um, that's pretty darn good. So 44 on the roster. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they got a couple guys
1: hurt, right? Sorry. So I wasn't too far. I wasn't you, too far. He was far. close with 38. I <laughs> wasn't I mean, I <laughs> could have <laughs>
0: used Dennis Thomas. I wasn't even on the honor roll. Right. Um, but look, it's... This is what it's all about. There is not a more fitting finale to the season than Millville and Winslow. And they are two God-fearing men,
2: two very soft-spoken men. When you talk to them, everybody respects them. But I can guarantee you this. Come right right around 6 o'clock Sunday. Oh, no, they play play at 4. So right around 3 o'clock on Sunday. They're going to go to church, but after they leave (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> this is going to be a bar room brawl. Oh, yeah.
1: And the most physical
2: team is going to win.
1: That, that's uh, – Well, that, that – 100%. And that's what I'm excited to see because both these teams are physical Right. Teams. That was my takeaway. <laughs> right. Look, I was – look, Millville I saw early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, physical, physical. And then I see Winslow in the sectional championship at Winslow. And again, I mean, just just pounding the football. I mean, look, right. look,
0: they, the plays to like, you know, it's mm-hmm. sounds simple, but not easy. Two guys that might get lost in the shuffle, maybe not so much for Winslow in their playoff run. He's come up mighty big. as Trey Simmons, right? Trey Simmons, the He's receiver. Been huge. Yes. How about Tyon Cephas from Millville? Tyon Cephas, yes. Right. I mean, there's Number a lot of talk about Brooks, and rightfully so. And Allen, Tyon Cephas. It, Gets it done.
2: Tyron's come a long way, man. I remember, you know, that kid right, was you start- a quote-unquote, people would say a JV-type kid. And he's turned the corner and started varsity two years, Yeah, which is huge, and he's played three mm-hmm. for a kid that people said, ah, he might play var- uh, a little varsity, but he's a JV guy. <laughs> and now
1: everybody, he's making yeah. plays. Right, go ahead. Go, go roll coverages over to mm-hmm. – Broxie, and you—you know—you're gonna get—you're gonna get caught.
0: We've got a handful of players that you know. Not only are we going to get to see them play in big time games, and they've been team guys we've talked about all season here, but they're players that we're going to remember playing South Jersey football for a long, long time. I mean, Cardman, uh, Bermudez, record breakers, um, record setters. You know exactly. Record setters and guys that have put their names in history books. Nate Wilson beating Paulsboro.
1: Look, I really don't look.
0: I, you, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it's just really going to be incredible weekend of football. And you and I have talked
1: about records. I I couldn't care less about records. You don't. Care. I don't care about records. I mean, the only records I care about are win and losses. Mm-hmm. But these are guys who have are setting records and are winning. Correct. So you know, right? You, I mean, yeah. Town heroes. Yeah. Straight up. I mean, we go we go back
2: to week one and we're talking about some of the teams that we talked about in week one. You know about how good they were and the things that they were doing. They. Uh, People talked about Nate and, you know, they weren't too familiar with who he was. They were just talking about the guys on the outside, but he's putting up numbers and they're winning games. And then we go down to Winslow, you know, they 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 actually have a run game, you know, and they got four receivers that you got to watch out for. Then the defense is actually pretty good. Coach Scott kind of knows what he's doing. You know, I mean, it's it's been a really exciting season and it's good to see that the teams that started out, out mm-hmm. hot yep. they just got better yeah. and this was a season that we were coming into trying to figure out all right who's the programs right yeah. who who are the new guys on the block and right we 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 here this weekend and it's a
0: right ding ding we're going to see it yeah and a shout out to those athletic departments and and the youth guys right you know coach humphreys uh, Woody he does Woody. did a great mm-hmm. job um you know in winslow the maulers i mean you know they've suddenly now they have a unified effort in their youth programs. Mm-hmm. Starts doesn't start in ninth grade. Doesn't start tenth grade. Doesn't start Sunday afternoon at four p.m. at Rutgers. That's where it ends. Um, a lot of hours go into being of, on that stage. A lot of hours. A lot of years. A lot of hours. A lot of years. And we can't wait for it. I do want to say this, guys. Uh, let me let me give a shout out to some of, some of our sponsors also. The Jersey Jam Senior Showcase. Coach Padgett's helped us all year. Uh, This thing is coming up. It's going to be December 18th. Our final Hats Off podcast of the season is going to take place live in between the morning and the afternoon sessions. Coach Padgett messaged me before the show. They got 49 colleges are confirmed for the showcase, Mm -hmm. 15 D2 schools, 34 D3 schools, Look, the biggest recruiting event in the tri-state area, and it's for all graduating seniors in the 22 class. I think also juniors are allowed to register now, I think. Um, Either way, it's a great opportunity. If you want to play at the next level, it's worth it. So go ahead and register, jerseygridironscout.com. Thank you, Coach Padgett, for your help this season. We can't wait to be there at Morristown Fieldhouse with you. Uh, Ricky Moriello, Remax Community. Thank you, Ricky, for sponsoring the show. If you're looking for real estate in South Jersey, find Ricky and reach out to him. Give him a ring at (coughs) 609-352-9476. Excuse me. If you know someone making a positive impact in your South Jersey community, email Sully, sully at southjerseyimpact.com, or call 856-336-2600 today. With your story ideas, For the most exciting new digital magazine in South Jersey, southjersyimpact.com. Sully's the reason we're here. Thank you so much, Sully. I think he's going to try to make that Hats Off podcast, that final one. Speaking of that, usually we go Sunday mornings. We're not going to do that because I'm going to be up getting ready for Salem and Woodbury uh, Sunday morning. So the Hats Off podcast is sponsored by the Morristown Fieldhouse, and that thing is going to come back. That Saturday, the 18th, at that Jersey Jam Showcase. That's going to be the final one of the fall. When's our,
1: when's our final show?
0: Next Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. Not Wednesday. Tuesday, 7 p.m. Wednesday, I'm going to be on a plane out of town. Get a little relaxation in before I come here and shut down the, the banquet circuit. This guy, um, this guy. Thanks to the Morristown Fieldhouse also. They provide a high-quality, destination-based indoor sports training facility, sports science center, offer a ton of uses and services, best-in-class physical therapy, sports training, and fitness. Uh, Thank you to the Moorestown Fieldhouse. You'll be able to see that live, be able to see that venue on that Hats Off podcast. And, of course, a special thank you to Rod Self and his company, the D2 Sports Network, and right here, Studio B 856. He is the man behind the glass. He makes it all happen. You should see him whip this thing up just like that. It's a magic comes out of his fingers. Thank you, Rod. Contact him for studio time. He will hook you up. Christmas pictures here. it's all the tree. I mean, anything you need, Rod has you covered. Um, five games left, Mac. Good or sweet, right? Oh, yeah. Every, every End of the season, it's always
1: this way, right? The season's over. Feels like it just started. Feels like we're just sitting on the boardwalk in Ocean City in the rain. In a bumper cars, right? Now we're in a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, and as to Rod's point, it, it, it kind of it's, it's ending like we thought it would, right? I mean, you got we weren't exactly sure, um, you know, some of the some of the but we those group three Wilson and Creek and Millville and Winslow and then you know Haddonfield as we talked earlier on there's being Haddonfield again and um, Woodbury back in the mix, right? Yeah, Woodbury back in the mix. Salem over to Hump. A lot of fun stuff in this, uh, you know, call them what you want, regional whatever, uh, regional championships, state de facto semifinals. You love these South Jersey teams that are just getting another shot at beating. Eight teams. <laughs> yeah,
0: amen. And this thing's still up for grabs. The Gridiron Access Player of the Year trophy. We'll give it out next Tuesday. Hopefully we'll have the winner in-house. And that thing is still up for grabs. We've got some guys who are vying for it this weekend, too. So, good luck to everybody. If you're traveling, be safe. Get up there. Hopefully, I'll see you. Shout down from the from SHI Stadium. Uh, you'll be on the field. You'll be I'll on the field. be on the field. Yeah, you're not up in the press box. I'll do Lambo Leap. SHI. What do you call it? SHI. I don't know. It can't be a jump. Yeah. No? I'll figure it out. Either way. The wordsmith, loss of words. First time in my life. First time for everything. First time state championships next year. Uh, We will see you this weekend, South Jersey. We'll be back Tuesday, 7 p.m., right here to recap the action and put a bow on the season. So thank you. Enjoy. Good night.